Today, I wanted to do something different, and by that I mean talk about the past instead of talk about the 2022 season and my predictions regarding it. Today, I wanted to discuss teams that I think could be classified as the best teams of this century. I think there are three correct answers. Two of them are very recent. One of them occurred at the beginning of this century. So I'm going to be talking about three teams who I think could be classified not only as the greatest teams of this century, which is only a little over a fifth complete, but these three teams I think can also classify as the greatest teams of all time, and rightfully so. So we're going to start with the most recent team and move to the oldest team on this list. So these are teams that it's anywhere from 2000 to just this past season of 2021. Any team in that range, I think there are only three who really can classify in this category of being in contention for, for the greatest team of the 21st century and for the greatest team of all time. So without further ado, let's get right into it and talk about 2020 Alabama, featuring Mac Jones, Devonta Smith as the main the main two guys, both of whom were in the Heisman ceremony. Devonta Smith, of course, won the whole thing, and he was the first wide receiver to do so since Desmond Howard. Looking at sportsreference.com, 2020 Alabama was just a fascinating team. In the simple ranking system, which is what SRS is, it takes into account points per game, points allowed per game, and strength of schedule, and then it spits out a number which assigns how good they think said team is. And the higher the number, the better the team is thought to be. And 2020 Alabama, I think, can certainly classify as one of those amazing teams, scoring 48.5 points per game, allowing 19.4 points per game, which was second and 13th in the nation, respectively. Their strength of schedule was third nationally. And what I think makes 2020 Alabama impressive, even though they played, let's say, two less games than 2019 LSU, who we'll be talking about in a few minutes, 2020 Alabama played 10, 10 SEC schools. It's two more SEC schools than the standard conference schedule which is huge because we all know the SEC or the Big Ten if you want to debate it, but the SEC is at least one of the two deepest conferences in the nation, and the SEC had more of a semblance of real, normal college football than the Big Ten did that year, or than a lot of other conferences did that year. The SEC did let some people in their stands, in their stadiums, and the SEC played not a regular length schedule per se, but they did play a they played a longer schedule than again the Pac-12, than the Big Ten, for example. And they fielded some pretty great teams. Georgia was good, Florida was good, Texas A&M was good, and Alabama played them all. They played Florida in the SEC championship game who had an amazing offense that was on par with Alabama's that year and had a lot of similarities to 2019 LSU's offense. You know, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Trask, um, I think Kadarius Toney was there as well, just some examples. 
2020 Georgia wasn't the best Georgia team under Kirby Smart, but Alabama beat them and beat them hard. I think the final score was 41 to 24 around there. I can just briefly check on the schedule and tell you that's exactly what that was. That was a beatdown. Georgia looked like the better team entering the matchup, and Alabama just shut them down. They destroyed Texas A&M, who finished ranked fourth in the nation at the end of the year, beat them 52 to 24. So Alabama with just impressive win after win after win is what 2020 Alabama had. And being coached by Nick Saban, having Steve Sarkeesian as its offensive coordinator and Pete Golding as the defensive coordinator, that's one of the better staffs that has ever been assembled, having Nick Saban as a head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, who is known to be an offensive and mastermind and play-calling genius, and then Pete Golding, who I think is an underrated and underappreciated DC nationally, that's a that's quite the amazing staff you have there as well. So the the computers recognize 2020 Alabama as this amazing team. I certainly do as well. I think that they can contend for one of the best teams of all time, possibly the best team of the 21st century. In this video, I'm not necessarily going to proclaim who I think is the outright best, because I think between these three teams, there are answers for, there's not really an incorrect answer per se. 2020 Alabama's strength would obviously be its offense. Its offense was, I mean, Devonta Smith could just not be stopped. Neither could Najee Harris. Mac Jones was, he, he set a new record for NCAA passer rating that year, actually breaking Joe Burrow's record from the previous season, though I think Joe Burrow can be recognized as a better quarterback. That was just... It was just amazing, that Alabama team. The offense being the strength, the defense early on in the season was certainly not a strength, allowing 48 points to Ole Miss, 24 to A&M, and 24 to Georgia, whose offenses at the beginning of the year were not their strong points, that's for sure. Their defense did, did tighten up, and at the end of the year, holding Ohio State to 24 points, Notre Dame to 14 Arkansas to 3, Auburn to 13, shutting out Air Raid Mississippi State, only allowing, having another, quote, bad defensive game against Florida, who again had a really awesome offense. The weakness being the defense, but by far the strength of this team being the offense. Much similar to the next team on this list, which is 2019 LSU, who went 15-0, 8-0 in the SEC, the sixth strength of schedule, and they had around a 26 points in the simple ranking system, which was actually second that year. Ohio State was ahead of them in the simple ranking system rankings that year, probably because of the fact that Ohio State had nearly the exact same strength of schedule while having a much better point differential. And yeah, I, th I think that those are just the two main factors for the simple ranking system, which is pretty simple. 2019 LSU was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I forgot to mention, too, that, yeah, the strength of schedules are high, but what makes it more impressive is how many top 10 teams these teams have beaten. 2019 LSU beating the most. Texas is one. Florida's two that year. Auburn is three. Alabama is four. Georgia's five. Oklahoma's six. Clemson, seven. They beat seven 
teams who were ranked in the top 10 at the time of facing those teams. 2020 Alabama, by comparison, one, two, three. Three top 10 teams. 2019 LSU, a lot of the top 10 teams they faced didn't finish in the top 10, but they were still top 10 matchups at the time, and that was very impressive. Their offense scored 48.4 points per game. They only allowed around 21.9 points per game. Their defense was not their strong suit, but their offense, man, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and you can never forget the legend, the legend of Joe Burrow, who won the Heisman Trophy that year. 2019 LSU's best wins, I would say, were one, the Alabama game. 46-41, 46-41, climbing a huge, I would say, just mentally, physically to go into to go into Bryant-Denny Stadium and win the way they did, where they dominated most of that game, was very impressive. Their next best win, I would say, would be either Oklahoma in the playoff, beating them 63-28, to it was not a close game, or beating Clemson in the national title. 42 to 25. A game that I think Ohio State would have made much more competitive, but I don't think they would have been able to stop 2019 LSU's fantastic offense. It's just an, it was a unit in itself. Again, sixth strength of schedule. They were second in the nation in the simple ranking system. That 15 and 0 record speaks for itself. The only other team to do that was 2018 Clemson. The year, the year before, it's the only other team to go fifteen and zero. Only other team, so it's very impressive that they went fifteen and zero. It was the first in the entire nation, beating previous national champion Clemson the way they did. Oklahoma, Georgia, LSU went through a stretch, a three-game stretch, from the SEC championship game to the national championship game, where they beat three top four opponents, the closest. The closest of those games being by a 17-point victory for the Tigers, the next closest being a 27-point victory, and the next closest being a 35-point victory. That's insane. That is crazy. And two of those teams featured amazing defenses in Georgia and Clemson. And then Oklahoma, whose defense was mediocre, but they had a good offense, they held them to 28 points. So this team was just impressive. A lot of people like to disregard them as lightning in a bottle, but that doesn't make what they did unimpressive at all. Because the next team we're talking about was certainly lightning in a bottle, especially when you look at the head coach. Ed Orgeron is a head coach. A lot of controversy surrounding him is two years after this. He was fired. But Joe Brady is the passing game coordinator, the mastermind behind this offense, you got to appreciate Dave Aranda as the defensive coordinator. His defense, again, was the weakness of the team, but having him as a DC, he knew that at the end of the day, stats don't matter. What matters is that you hold the opposing offense to less points, less points than your offense goes for. And he knew that, and he was very good schematically as a defensive coordinator. That staff was... Was ab- it was absolutely phenomenal outside of the head coach, much like 2020 Alabama, except you have Nick Saban as the head coach. 2019 LSU was certainly lightning in a bottle, but it doesn't discredit what they did. 
They were a fantastic team. They can certainly contend for that greatest of all time team name and certainly contend for the greatest team of the 21st century title as well. And that leads us to another team that's lightning in a bottle, the definition of lightning in a bottle, and that's 2001, pardon me, Miami. 12-0 record, 7-0 in the Big East, which is now defunct in Division I FBS college football. Thing you'll notice here, 22nd strength of schedule, so a much weaker strength of schedule than these other two. But their simple ranking system is the same as 2019 LSU. In fact, if you don't round, which I just did to make things, you know, simpler, if you don't round, 2001 Miami leads 2019 LSU by 0.4 points, despite having a much worse strength of schedule. And that is because of their point differential. This team, unlike the previous two, was not, you know, the up-tempo, spread, masterful play-calling offense. It just wasn't. Rob Chudzinski was not, by any means, this fantastic offensive mastermind. Larry Coker was not a very good head coach. Randy Shannon was an amazing DC, but at the end of the day, he was not a good head coach. This staff, this staff was not as good, I think, as the previous two staffs. But you know what made this team amazing? The collection of players that they had. Ken Dorsey, quarterback, was a guy who just got the job done, was a Heisman finalist. You had Clinton Portis in the backfield, very good running back. You had Frank Gore, who was a backup, I think, on this team. And he was fantastic. He just retired in the NFL. And that was just the offense, too. The offense was... It's just absolutely fantastic. And there's definitely other names. I think Andre Johnson, wide receiver. There are just names that succeeded in the NFL, both offense and defense. You can't forget Ed Reed on defense. This team was full of more players than potentially any team we'll ever talk about. Amazing set of NFL talent on this roster. Larry Coker, again, he was fired a few years after this season. Lack of discipline on the team, a 7-6 and six record, and I think the 2005 season, this team was still phenomenal. It only allowed 9.8 points per game, which was first in the nation. They scored 42.7 points per game, which was third in the nation. This team opened up and just destroyed Penn State and Beaver Stadium 33-7, and they never looked back. They only faced five ranked opponents, only one of which was in the top 10. That was Nebraska in the national championship game. They beat Florida State 49-27. They beat Syracuse 59-0. Washington 65-7. Virginia Tech 26-24. Nebraska 37-14. It was 34-0 at the half, I believe, in that game versus the Cornhuskers, which was the Rose Bowl. That was the national championship that year in the BCS system. This team, the argument against them, I would say, is really the argument against them that a lot of people use and that I heard someone use is that they were the defense, of course, was playing against mostly non-spread opponents. They were lining up, waiting for around 30 seconds because back then most offenses were of the pro-style format. They were not of the no-huddle or spread format. The spread was 
not really even introduced in 2001 yet to most schools. So the defense had a little bit of a breather. And this offense was the offense that, you know, took 30 or 40 seconds off the clock and then did what they did, which makes their offense that much more impressive. They weren't using even a spread format and they scored north of 40 points per game. That's fantastic. That's amazing. My argument for them, though that's a valid argument against them, is that the fact that they weren't used to no huddle. But if they were to play a 2020 Alabama or a 2019 LSU, there's no room for error. Mac Jones, Joe Burrow, they make one minor mistake with a pass, which every quarterback will do that. And mind you, they're facing essentially an NFL defense. You make one mistake and Ed Reed out of nowhere comes and picks you off. That's how this defense worked. The defense, again, if you were to match it up against the previous two, might take a, it, it'll take adjustments, of course, to get used to that no-huddle variety, but the amount of NFL talent on 2001 Miami is why they're up here. It's not because of the staff. It's not because their resume by strength of schedule comparison or the number of top teams they beat was impressive. It's just their, their dominance scoring-wise, the way they did it on offense without a spread system and the way they just did it on defense and the total NFL talent that they had on that roster was unbelievable. Very fantastic. And I would actually favor, I favor this team. Not It's not a final opinion. And I said I wouldn't give a final opinion. I do give this team an edge for the greatest team of the 21st century and the greatest team of all time. Because of the NFL talent on this roster, this team did play in some close games, like 2019 LSU and 2020 Bama, and like those, te- like those teams, Boston College, for example, Virginia Tech, they found ways to win. They were clutch, too, even with their coaching staff that later turned out to be not as amazing or elite as previously thought. They were clutch, they had NFL talent, and they were just they were impressive in every sense of the term, especially looking back on how their coaching staff did in later years. They, like 2019 LSU, were lightning in a bottle, and all of that just speaks to the fact of how good Nick Saban is as a coach, that his team, despite being, I think, the best of his teams, you've seen his teams win national titles before and contend for the greatest team of the 21st century before. It just goes to show how impressive of a coach Nick Saban is and how hard it is to win at not just the highest level, but win at a level consistently where your teams are being put in a category that's comparing them to some of the greatest teams of all time. That's all I have to say for this video. Just wanted to have some fun, talk about who I think are the best teams of this century. Teams that also can contend for being the greatest teams in the history of college football. Let me know who you think your greatest team, or the greatest team in your opinion, is in the 21st century and in the whole history of college football. So two teams, or one, if you think a team in the 21st century is the greatest team of all time. Let me know the answer to those two, or your answer to those two, pardon me, in the comments down below if you are on the YouTube, and make sure to like this video, hit that subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts again down below if you are on the YouTube. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you guys around. Bye.